0: And we're back. Welcome people to the Culture and Cannabis Podcast, episode number 32. Jeffrey. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Charles. 32. 32. Not many people know that JC stands for Jeffrey Charles.
1: Jeffrey Charles. That's
0: just correct. so just so everyone's aware. So listen, today <laughs> we have a great guest. This is somebody who has made waves in the cannabis industry. And I'm really happy we got him on before our big event because I definitely want to talk about this. We have LJ from Wash Cannabis Company. Wash Limited Co. Yeah, that's official. Or Wash, you know, Wash Cannabis Company. Government
2: name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the website, the URL is Wash Cannabis. You know, all the handles, social media are just at Washed, you know. And I think eventually I want to get to the point where it's like Prince, where it's just Washed, you know. But, <laughs> you know, right now it's we've got to do the, the legal mumbo jumbo. Of for, course.
0: <laughs> for what we got to do. Yeah. It's been fun. So, so listen, you know, for people that know of LJ, and I feel like a lot of people do since you, you're kind of an OG in the industry. I appreciate that. Um. You know, you, you went up through the ranks, man. You did your you did your time and then you became a VP of a company of yeah. operations and yeah. then you kinda of was like, Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave and start my own thing. So yeah, yeah. walk us through that process. Yeah, so essentially,
2: you know, it kinda of goes back further than the cannabis industry even is. Uh I started, you know, when I was 21 in a smoke shop and I'm a pothead. So when I'm working for these companies and I was moving up and getting promoted, it was just out of passion, you know, and I would do the silly things like, you know, clean glass and get the bosses to notice me. But it was it was hard work, but it was also a lot of passion. And for me, you know, I got to work at the vp level bringing brands to market that it's just like holy crap like this was just a, a an idea that we were talking about and you know over tacos and now all of a sudden it's in my hand it's a legitimate thing and the thing that i had the hardest time on the the hardest thing with personally for me was putting parts of myself into it. You know, just as far as like the terpene profiles or preaching quality and you know, less THC, more terpenes, you know. Education is a big part of it. And I think it's all marketing, right? Everybody wants to advertise THC or they want to, you know, advertise, oh, this is a new strain that, you know, we're growing or whatever, but It's quality. Like, that's what people want. Like, that's really what it comes down to. And that was my biggest struggle, is because I was working for a company and, you know, I was kind of talking about this off camera, but, you know, as a grower, you know, growing for years, like, I know there's better. Like, mm-hmm. that's where my struggle was, a hundred percent. If you low-key looked at, like, what I was doing social media-wise, I wasn't posting about the company. It's because I didn't believe in it. Like, I knew, you know, I had potential, and I was trying to, like, hype the new AMA, like, new genetics, new grower, new everything. But I can only do so much single-handedly, right? And it's I really struggled with that, you know, putting passion in to where other people didn't even understand it. like they looked at me crazy and i get it like i understand because i'm a true pothead right like it doesn't get more stony than this usually like i don't have dreadlocks but i'm bald. like (laughs) (laughs) so it's one of the other right (laughs) right so for me it's it's out of passion right and i was very blessed to get to the vp level but for me i had a conversation with emma and i was like yo blonde is so dope and like all this stuff's about to pop with them and like these guys are building you know a great brand i was like I wish I would have done that. You know, yeah. she's like, "Why don't you?" And,
0: <laughs> just, and just for our listeners and viewers, Emma is your girlfriend. Yes. Yep. You
2: know, obviously, I you know am very open about her and yeah. love her to death. Well, like, she,
0: another another OG in the cannabis industry, yes, someone who's yeah. been holding it down in the Las Vegas market for a w- long time now.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, she she actually pushes me more than most people realize. Like, I'm very quiet when it comes to like social media. I like to do things kind of out of the spotlight, right? In For me, it's, you know, how can I do this silently and get things done and then also still kind of live in this public eye that people see me in because, you know, I do go to events and, you know, or if we're, you know, at meetings or meeting people or out at lunch, you know, I go to a breakfast spot and shout out to Ranson. I see him like almost every week, (laughs) but like, it's just funny because it's a small circle, right? And if you know everybody, it's like, you know, it's just one of those things, but I'm really blessed that I was... The coolest thing that ever came out of the cannabis industry for me will always be Emma. 100%. Like, it doesn't get better than that. I met her at Euphoria, you know, and it just took off from there. It's super dope. Now it's just like soon we're (laughs) cannabis cannabis power cannabis power couple yeah soon we're gonna be probably you know doing a little bit more but you know we just got some doggies so like we're puppy parents for the first time and just having this whole experience of you know growing together you know and it's it's cool what kind of dogs we we got two little litter mates that are uh, terrier mixes And they're the cutest little things. We made them Instagrams just for (laughs) the hell of it. Just to (laughs) Have fun with it. The family, that way, you know, because I have a lot of family back east. That's where Emma's from. So it's really easy for us to post and for them to be involved in our lives, even though we're moving at a million miles an hour and it's so hard to pin us down. You know, I have buddies that are like, yo, let's grab lunch. I can't. Like I'm sorry But like And it's not you It's just me Like I'm trying to put 20 hours worth of stuff Into a day And you know It does take a toll But at the same time It's about balance You know And she's my balance
0: Of course Yeah definitely So you know Getting back to You know You So you work your way up You know You start You start essentially From the bottom And then you get to the top And then you you know Take a step back And then you start washed So was that something That you've always had As an idea Or is that something That you just kind of Popped into your head one day
2: Nope So this is actually Truly... <sighs> over a decade in the making and when i was younger i had this great idea that i wanted to start washed and i started selling t-shirts i was you know selling bags so like anybody that bought like an ounce or whatever i would give them a t-shirt you know and try to get it out there but i didn't have the funding i didn't have the know-how it wasn't until i really got to that vp level that i learned tricks right to where i could reach out to companies and do a collab or if i wanted to bring a product to market how i do it what are the steps what's absolutely imperative like i've been out of the industry for four months and I've already got a product back on dispensary shelves. Like since I've left that other company, they
0: haven't put out a new brand.
2: Like, and, I think that speaks volumes. And yeah, that does speak like, volumes,
0: right? And I think that's, you know, going, and that's kind of the conversation I want to have with you today. It's like, you know, quality and people is where the cannabis industry wins. That's yeah. where you win as a cannabis company, right? Because it's about relationships and having a yeah. product to back it up. Yes. And you can have one, and one can carry you so far, but if you don't have the other, it's always going to fuck you.
2: Yes, yes, 100%. And quality is the one thing that I don't think people understand what's possible, right? People look... And we'll, we'll switch gears here. So I love cars, right? McLaren F1 was the fastest production car for years, and it yep. was powered by a BMW engine. Most people don't know that. But when you look at the legacy that it held onto for, I don't know, seven, eight years it's the top speed car, and now that's the new pinnacle that every hypercar has to beat, even McLaren's own cars now. And for me, it's like, all right, well, we didn't think 300 miles an hour was possible in a production car, but that's 2020. Yeah. Like, that's real life right now. Like, where's 2025 going to be? Are we going to hit 400? Are we Are going to have quadcopters? Like, what's going to be really, you know, next level, right? And so, for me, THC, I think, is kind of topped out. Like, a couple of labs have gotten popped for, you know, testing and all that. So, it's like... THC is unrealistic, and I think scientifically impossible, personally, but, you know, we're going to see more emphasis on quality, you know, on the specific cultivars that people are growing, because there's a lot of overlap, you know, I was a buyer in the industry for a while, and everybody had the same, you know, blue dream purple punch you know it there's so much overlap and you, people used to joke like oh yeah well so-and-so had better orange cookies than so-and-so and it's like well yeah i mean they're actually doing it right like yeah just because you have the strain doesn't mean anything like you still have to go through all these steps and yeah. people forget that and then growing in the desert is complicates everything on top of that so It's kind of interesting because we do have a northern and a southern climate here, which people I don't think take into account for some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's, you know, that can play a huge part into a grow facility um, starting to grow. And the other thing is, too, I feel like. there's a lot of unexperienced growers that oh. come in who, you know, you know, someone knows they right investor, you know, oh, oh, I've been, I've been, you know, growing it at my home, a couple plants here, a couple plants there. And then they get into a 10,000 foot facility and right. then it's like, oh, dude, I've never felt this beast before. No, no. And there's the one
2: thing that I think most people don't realize in the cannabis industry is it's a lot of networking, but it's a lot of nepotism. Like it's all about. Who, what do you, yeah, what do we mean by that? By who your parents are. Mm-hmm. Like straight up, who your family is. Like I, if you're in a job, right, and it's like, oh well, we need to hire you know somebody that does this, and then all of a sudden they're like, well yeah, my brother does that. Yeah. Guess who gets hired? They don't even interview open, you know. Usually, and get competitive bids. It's. I mean, there's really a lot of like, just kind of funny stuff that happens behind the scenes because it's such a new industry. People yeah. are flying by the seat of their pants at a million miles an hour, and they're trying to just figure it out as they go. So it's not like they're trying to do anything wrong or dishonest, but it's just like. Necessity kind of screws you sometimes in that sense because yeah, what are you gonna do?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, just <laughs> just from a marketing standpoint, right? Like, I meet so many people like, oh yeah, my uh, you know the owner's uh, brother's girlfriend is a, a quote unquote marketer, and then it's like, dude, no, this is not a brand. Like, she obviously is un- not we in ran touch. That yesterday yeah not in touch with the cannabis industry and oh, that's, yeah. that that happens all the time every day bro and so going back to back to wash you know you guys came out with uh clothing stickers pins these amazing candles which i want to talk about For and sure. you know some uh coasters so the, the candle, I think this is such a good idea because I don't feel like it's not really tapped into yet.
2: So this got voted the number one worst product on LinkedIn. I just want everybody to know that.
0: <laughs> like, I think that's
2: hilarious. And shout out to LinkedIn and all the people that were hating on it there because it generates buzz, right? So there's a couple of other companies that have put out CBD candles per se. And... I'm going to great lengths to kind of separate myself and what this product really is, but it also allowed me kind of the the platform to show that Washed is capable of bridging gaps between just you know flour or concentrates and you know bringing quality to every aspect of your life, right? So this is a petrochemical-free candle. There's no dyes, no artificial stabilizers, no nothing in it. It's just soy and terpenes. Like wrap your head around that, and then you light it. And you get that actual terpene
0: profile, That's, right? We're going to line it right now. See what So you've for.
2: got the pine tree. So that one's a ton of alpha and beta pinene. It There's smells a little amazing. bit of delta-3-carine in there. There's a hint of limonene. So they're strong, right? Like I'm getting these yeah. things lab tested. There's a QR code just like your guys' pre-rolls, right? So you can actually see the lab test. You can see what's in your candle. Nobody's doing anything like that. Nope. The amount of cost that I went through to get this to market is
0: just absurd.
1: Did you... Did, did, <laughs> Did do you follow LJ on LinkedIn? I follow LJ
0: on everything. Did you you see the the the
1: post that he's talking about when all the people went in? Yes, it was it was
2: that great marketing. Oh, but the 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 nicest thing about it is is like I didn't even have to do anything. Yeah, like like, I literally just sit back. Yeah, right. And then I you know I'm honest too. Like I put on a post about how I spent four hundred dollars at Google AdWords and I didn't get one sale from it. Like and i was like man like this is like a bummer you know like mm-hmm. usually like you put it out to 21,000 people cuz that's how many impressions i got i got 700 clicks not one sale and i was just like man that sucks you know but i was like i'm doing something wrong like i know people want this stuff i'm just not presenting it in the right way perhaps you know yeah. so it's just a lot of reself evaluation and trying to keep it going in that momentum man
0: yeah that's key yeah no and i think you know that's a good point right i feel like me and jc have been talking about it and you know it's been happened to us getting punched in the face and being able to be like oh okay that hurt but you know what no big deal right And something that you know me and jc have been saying lately uh dude or one of our favorite guys Jocko. J- i don't know what Jocko yes is. Jocko wilnick yeah well Jocko yes. Willink, yeah. Willink, yeah 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 so i've been we've been listening to his podcast and one thing that he talks about is he he says uh no factor yeah. That like you know, oh this thing's going to be hard or this is going to happen to us and you know, the thing that you say to each other no factor, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. we're going to fucking do it anyways and we're going to do it with a smile on our face <laughs> and we're going to have a good time with it. Because yeah. the complaining about it doesn't matter. Yeah, complaining right. about it only makes it fucking worse. Right, because you're
2: procrastinating. Yeah. You're you're focusing on the negative energy Bingo. instead of putting all that positive energy into actually accomplishing the situation, right? And so We touched on this a minute ago, right? I started this brand in 2007 is when I had the original inception for this brand. Started drawing on the back of posters that I got from the SEMA car show. Like just a Sharpie and drawing. And so the logo, so this logo looked a lot different. If you look back at my Instagram, it actually predates the cannabis industry to 2012. That's when I started kind of trying to, you know, get out there but also be kind of legal without getting in trouble, you know, and so I didn't really have the traction that I was trying to get, you know, and I didn't know anything about merchandise or branding or marketing or nothing, right? I was, I was just a drug dealer. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like, and for me to get into the cannabis industry and to move into every job, it taught me something new every time. So as a purchaser, I learned how to negotiate and like tighten that up to where I was scooping flower packs before anybody even knew they were gonna be available. I was watching trim teams. Like there's my secret. So like any other purchasers out there that wanna know, <laughs> watch the trim teams. They, they're they the ones doing it and posting about it every day. Like I would, I would sit on Instagram at my lunch break and be like, oh wow, like they're trimming that up. Like I want that. And I would message the purchaser and be like, yo, whenever this batch drops, I want it to be like,
0: it's not even on my menu yet.
2: Like I know. Like I'm pre-ordering. That, <laughs> is, that
0: is a good. That is a good point. You know, um, over at Solaris, our guy James Lee, uh, mm-hmm. the Nug, the Nug Poppy. It's nug Poppy. Hell nug yeah! Shout out to him. Yeah, he's my guy. Um, he's always posting the new shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, when the fuck is that coming out? Because I'm gonna fucking make sure that we nah. get a, a reserve and a couple pounds of that for the culture and cannabis yeah. product. Yeah. Right? I, have, I
1: have a direct line to the trim, trim room. Yeah, yeah. It, it's you, nice. You know yeah, I mean? you to, yeah.
2: yeah, you have to. You have to. You know, at least you guys are in the, the facility tour. You're right there. You mm-hmm. know, and you can mm-hmm. be like, hey, you know, I'm sure you deal with Maggie, right? Yeah. Like, I got yeah. to know Maggie really wor- well working at Euphoria, right? And so when I was launching Blonde, right, I was reaching out to everybody in the cannabis industry. Like, how do I get high end flour for a cultivation facility that's not even built yet? Mm-hmm. And it's like an impossible task, man. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, making favors for everybody. Like, come on, just sell me a pound of whatever. Yeah. Like, but it was hard because you, you know the standards, right? You can't just go to anybody, and Solaris has incredibly high standards. Yeah. Like, and it's hard, right? So, I made it fun. It was like a game to me. Like, if I could find the next greatest batch as a buyer, like, I would have a cooler menu than anybody else. That's how I looked at it, at
0: least. 100%. Um, So speaking of buying and selling so these are currently sold in a dispensary yeah that's
2: euphoria yeah
0: i I don't i think you might be the first ever cbd candle sold in a dispensary i don't know probably in
2: nevada but i don't i know there are other
0: other states probably i I just feel like i've been in every dispensary for a long time now just as as all of us and i've never seen something like this before Um, yeah it's just different do you think do you think this that well let's talk about it first so the cbd part yes what what do you think that's effective with do you think that's gonna to help anyone in any way i mean
2: so this is this is why i did it right here because it confuses people like why is there cbd in a candle right so to get an active dose right inhalation wise you'd probably need a thousand milligram candle and you'd have to like literally be huffing the candle right yeah. which is not the intention the intention is to bring awareness to cbd products right so this is a soy candle i didn't know this about soy candles but you can use them as massage oils like, oh really yeah so like and i'm not suggesting people go light these up and then start massaging their <laughs> significant others but you know if push came to shove and it got on your skin you know it's, it's going to be less harmful than some of the actual chemicals on the market yeah right and so there's just trying to be more than meets the eye so most people don't even know you can use it in massage oil but that's a cool little fact that if you're in the know hey, that's a cool candle. Yeah. Like, I've had people in the uh, adult entertainment industry reach out to me about about these.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, because they're like...
2: This is good. Like that nothing like this exists. And I was like, what?
0: And that's like, that's due to the fact of just like the ingredients that are in there?
2: Yes, because it's extremely clean. Yeah. So I took all the bad stuff out of your typical candle. Most candle candles are made with a paraffin wax, which is usually gonna be processed with petrochemicals. So, you know, gasoline, think that. Like you're lighting up something that's, you know, essentially kerosene, petrochemicals, additives, stabilizers, chemicals that I can't even pronounce. And you're just inhaling it, right? You got it in your house, right? We're in a closed room right now with two candles burning. Like, it's not going to be an issue. But if you had, like, let's say a bigger candle company's candle that was maybe six bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Quality counts, right? You're going to be inhaling bad stuff. So, like, we took all that stuff out, and that's why it's lab tested, too. So, I wanted people. A, to be able to go into a dispensary and buy a candle and say, hey, like, this is cool. You can take it back home, right? You know, I went to Vegas, brought something back, right? It's legal. Like It's not liquid. So, I mean, it's safe to fly with. You're good. And then the other aspect of it, too, is getting people aware of terpene profiles, right? So, like, this one right here is Seaside Smooches. This one's a shout-out to Emma. So, we did this one for, like, Valentine's Day. And this one's heavy on the Myrcene, heavy on the Limonene. And it's a nice little combo, like, just mellows you out and i've had people in the cannabis industry reach out to me and say hey i burned these in my office and like it's relaxing me too much like (laughs) i mean it's interesting because when you think about it like most people identify the sluggishness or lazy pothead ish stuff with thc right but terpenes can have the same effect on you in the proper you know dosing and environment right so heavy myrcene, you know that's going to make you tired no matter what oh yeah I mean, just because you're not ingesting it like you typically would think, like you're still inhaling it, still getting into your system, albeit it's going to be a much significant lower dose, but it's still present.
0: Yeah, and I think too, you know, the fact that you're smelling it as well is probably calming too, right? Because it brings you to this, you know, serene place. When I smell this one, I think of like Lake Tahoe almost, right? Mm -hmm. I think of like uh, going up there, being by the lake. You know, trees. Yeah, trees everywhere. Trees everywhere. Um, It smells really good. I mean we've been burning them now and they smell really really good.
2: And it's just terpenes. That's yeah. the craziest thing. That you know, a lot of people they look at these vapes and the other things. Like, how come nobody's doing like terpene infused edibles? Like, I don't know
0: if that would really do anything we for you. You know what's so funny is that we just actually got to try a new terpene infused edible. See, coming out by um, the Happiest Hour. That's They're tight. gonna be doing terpene infused like boost shots, and so um, we're gonna, we're gonna be doing a we're gonna be doing a little promotion with them. I'll keep I'll keep you guys on the loop on that. But essentially, um, she recommended. A couple different ways like if you could you drink it before like 20 minutes before before you smoke oh yeah there it is that's dope yeah you can smell it too Oh yeah um, Let me. and that's a that's i think that's one super high mercine it's like a mango oh yeah. yeah and so um you see so you drink it and Damn. then you can drink it 20 minutes before you, you smoke it. or right yeah. after yeah. yeah right after smoke yeah rip it waterfall Sp- yeah waterfall mm. you can take the whole thing if you want we got more
1: dude
0: yeah. that's good yeah and then that let's tastes like a soda and then let's try some of your uh <laughs> you know your uh, homegrown mm. oh yeah that's delicious yeah yeah That's us
2: so happy- gonna be available <laughs> <The> happiest,
0: hour. <laughs> happiest hour yeah shout out to Tiffany um you're they're, they're gonna be available pretty soon here we're gonna be doing a promotion with them up in Reno um wow and uh, at Bloom so I'll that keep details. like I just into a mango yeah yeah and so the cool thing is yeah so that it's so going Ooh. back to that i don't want to get off topic here but like products like that right new and yeah, yeah. Diff, different idea um super cool high quality um and i can you can trust the source that you're, you're getting it from right which is which is really cool
2: that's that's the biggest problem in this industry is knowing
0: especially the labs right yeah like some of these labs got busted like yeah who,
2: who's trusting who now
0: well, and i guess <laughs> i guess you know that goes back to um some of your stickers your your anti-mids turf club your no-mids cl- club yeah, all your shirts, the shirts you know? so, so let's talk about so for people that don't know what a mid is what is a
2: mid? so if if you don't know what mids are, I hope you aren't in the cannabis industry because like I'm not trying to be salty here, but like this is an industry that people fought for for decades to be able to be legal. And mids are just bad quality weed, right? Like I have a buddy, Kyle, shout out to Kyle. He calls one of these places the mid midspensary because like <laughs> straight up, like it's just bargain basement weed. Like it's dry to a bone. It's nothing great. And I was walking into the post office, sent out a hoodie, I think two weeks ago. And this older lady was just like looking like hell like I was like are you checking me out or something but she's walking forward and turning around and looking at me and she's like what is your shirt stand for and I was like oh it's a cannabis reference and she was just like Oh, like, because yeah. people don't get it, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. So the mids, like, if you're from the culture, if you're like deeper in the culture, right? Like mids are just bad weed, right? It's just yeah. like why spend money on it? It's like your uh, pop off vodka, right? Yeah. Plastic mm-hmm. bottle bullshit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. It's Yeah. It's you know more of the value brand. A hundred percent value. The, yeah. The way the way that goes. Um. Well, I think that's good. And I, so going back to the testing, right? I feel like the testing hasn't served the purpose that it's meant to serve yet for 100% quality and i think i think like i've talked to some labs and they feel the same way too just yeah. and that's just because of the marketing in the in the dispensaries yes 100% and
2: i'm guilty of this i started this cuz i was one of the first dispensaries out there that was pushing you know the menus out and you know Southern Nevada Euphoria Wellness was the first dispensary. So we were trying to figure it out, you know, months before some of these other places were even open. And so they kind of followed our lead, but then we were following Colorado and some of these other legal states, right? And it's, you know, $35 eighths and running a special $10 grams and stuff like that. It forces the market to think cheap, right? Like instead of like on the black market, it's like, "Oh yeah, well so and so has got 300 $400 ounces," like then people line up to buy that because uh, they that. know it's yeah. good, right? So that's where differentiating consumers is really tough. Like, I feel like some of these dispensaries try to cater to both. And, like, if you look at Planet 13, right, I feel like they cater to the high-end consumer. Like, they just – it's an opulent dispensary. They've got, like, every product you could imagine. But, like, you're not going there looking for, like, a $5 gram. No. Right. And so, like – People know that. And, like, I had a conversation with my buddy Brett. He was trying to buy a mothership and get a discount on it, right? And so, like, rigs are expensive, right? A few thousand dollars for a mothership. I equated it to him like this. It's like going into a Bugatti dealer asking for a discount on the most expensive car in the world that is in the most demand, right? Like, it's just your expectations are unrealistic. And it's not, you know, it's just an education thing. I'm sure if he knew better, like, he probably wouldn't do stuff like that, but it's the same thing. If people knew that there was better quality flour out there, I'm sure they'd probably pay five bucks more. Because it's not like it's a hundred
0: dollars more, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Do you think there's ever a time where um, there'll be a time where like, the quality and the Price meets right. Like for example, yeah. Um, we got the we had the opportunity to go check out Flower One, and that facility is in insane. You know, they're running massive amounts of room. Like that is what probably what the future of cannabis looks like right. for growing, um, for growing product. I believe that in a well uh, oiled machine operation, grow something like that, you can be producing high quality weed at a lower price. For that, so that anyone can be able, able to afford, you know, the the sixty dollars that's now thirty dollars.
2: Right, but I mean. It- You got to look at it, we're a capitalistic society, Mm -hmm. right? It's always about profit. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a phrase in the medical community, it was uh, patients over profit, right? And now that it's recreational, people have completely forgotten about medical patients and
0: you know, that's a real disservice. Which massive shame. Something that we talk about all the time, how bad that is.
2: Right. And so like, I'm I'm fortunate and this is like kind of under wraps right now because nothing's signed yet. But like, I'm working with a facility to try to bring medical back, like Mm -hmm. Washed will come back as a medical brand. Like I don't give a fuck about red customers. I'm not doing it for profits. I'm not trying to have a yacht. Like, I want people to have T-shirts that they're proud of that they could wear to the airport. Maybe if they're in a different state, you know, and it's like, hey, man, like, I know what's up with that. Like, maybe can you link me up with somebody or point me in the right direction at least like just giving back to the community right a lot of these places they just want to squeeze every little penny they can and that's what sucks it really kind of it's like working in willy wonka's factory but then realizing that like all the oompa loompas are slaves like it's like it looks great but then Mm -hmm. when you realize like it it's kind of like unsettling you know yeah that's why i walked away because it was just like it was not what i stood for right there's people that are putting their lives i mean 80 hours a week into a place and this was not just at one place i work but like people would put in so much more effort and then never get a thank you i there's the boss didn't even know their names right and i had to laugh because somebody posted something and you know they were buying washed or whatever and I got reached out and they were like, yo, who is this person? Why are they talking shit about this company? And I was like, they were one of your ex employees. Like in that hit home. <laughs> yeah. And, it's just like, you know, if you're that out of touch that you don't know who's posting about you or who's in your company, like, maybe you should just step away. Because that's what I think a lot of these companies are doing is they're just creating bad environments for people. A hundred and
0: twenty percent. Something that we we completely agree with. I think um, the cannabis industry came in so hot and heavy that cannabis culture wasn't really right. built in. It got swept away, bro. It, like, as soon as, like, rec hit, it was like, alright, fuck you, fuck you. Profits more important than everybody else 100%. in this room, room right now. We're going to be trying to sell as much shit at the highest price yeah. and so that we buy at the lowest price.
2: And then there's also the pay to play shit going oh, on. Yes. I was a buyer. I was offered numerous bribes to get on shelves, right? And it's just like, it's not worth it to me because my reputation as a buyer is X, right? Yep. The second I just take a bribe or let some mids on my menu, it's not that anymore. And you can never get that back, right? Like I took that from the black market into the cannabis industry and out back into the black market. But it's just like, for me, what is it? You know, it's integrity, right? Like, I'm trying to be myself and like, I'm trying to get back into the legal market. So, I'm hoping this deal goes through to where I can provide to the medical community, being like, look, you don't gotta waste your money. And like, there's other stuff that's out here. And like, your brand, right? Like, you're trying to give back to the community, Mm -hmm. right? You're not just selling them pot, right? You're adding value. And, like, people don't understand, like, the effort that you guys have gone through, right? Like, I hit you up and I was like, yo, like, I'd love to just support you guys in any way. Because, like, I know myself personally what it's like to have to do everything right and like you (laughs) don't have people to turn to right and it's like i can't do everything like i'm trying to like i'm doing illustrator i'm sewing i'm trimming i'm growing i'm doing websites like there's a certain point to where you just can't and like i had a conversation with my apparel supplier out in la today and i was like if this gets to a point that i think it's going to and it pops right i'm not going to be able to do what i'm doing i'm not going to survive like this like i have to go to the next level and that's what the scary part is right it's, yeah,
1: yeah. Dip it, yeah.
0: Dipping your foot in the water. I, did oh, that, I,
1: did, I made that move last year. I got to a point to where I, we were just growing and growing the brand. And it was like, I can continue on this, this like hamster wheel, or I can really <clears throat> take it one step further, increase my bandwidth yeah. and, and really dig into some, some more growth and, you know. We brought on Tony and some other partners, and we took the plunge. But yeah, you know, you, you'll you'll know. You know, you, you know when you know. You oh know yeah, I mean? I've
2: got my eyes on a couple of people. I've joked around with uh some friends in the industry that I want to build all star team. Mm-hmm. And so, like you know, if I can get some funding or whatever happens, you know, I'm just gonna start going after people and be like, look, I'll give you ownership straight up, like. I can't give you money, but I'll give you ownership. So, like, you work as hard as I do. We're going to make this thing big. And, like, people will understand. Like, it's not just going to be a small little cannabis brand. This is going to be, like, the Nike of weed. Like, that's my goal. Mm -hmm. Not to be, like, for the mass public, but, you know, the whole entire cannabis community worldwide, not just in Nevada.
0: So big dreams just yeah, a lot no, of work to do no, dude, you have to <laughs> right like you have to set you have to set the vision as high as possible because if you don't and you land 75 percent of the way you're like fuck dude you made it really really far yeah. and then, and you're just even that much closer to getting to where you want to be yes um so you have this like uh something uh, a business partner in reno has always told me he goes when i first started my business i wrote uh i had a dollar bill and i wrote um a million on it i wrote mm. i wrote six zeros after it right after that one and he goes i, I fucked up check because i should have wrote nine right because mm-hmm. i hit that million and i was like oh fuck that that's it mm-hmm. that's easy <laughs> yeah that's that's it okay cool i should have i should have doubled down and so mm-hmm. that always always you know stayed so near and dear to my heart right because if you're going to shoot for the stars fucking go for the moon
2: mm-hmm. yeah all in. Like, yeah. I told uh, Brett and I've told Emma, I've told my buddy Kyle, it's like, I'm spending every dollar. Like, I'm I'm getting close to not having money for rent, right? Mm. And, like, <laughs> I'm doing it with a smile on my face. Yeah. yeah like, and good. most people think that I'm fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And they don't no. get it. Like, yeah. they don't understand the passion. And I don't want to be laying on my deathbed like, man, I didn't give it my all. Like, I pulled back. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like I'm going. Like yeah. if I end up like can't pay my rent and shit, I'll start selling rigs, right? Yeah, like I could survive a year or two, probably. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. I
0: mean, you know, you're preaching to the choir when it comes to that, right? I mean, every resource we had to pull legit every resource to make off culture and cannabis, right. and we're still pulling resources. Right. And you know, um, legit every dime that we make goes right back into the company because you know we're not paying ourselves. People, oh, I know, people yeah. then go, oh, you have a cult you have a cannabis brand. You must be a millionaire. No, no, dog. It's the complete opposite. Right. I'm actually i actually make less money now that i own a cannabis brand right uh, and said b- before when i was just a consultant
2: bro i mean if you knew the amount of money I walked away from you probably slap me but like i probably wouldn't <laughs> to be honest with you but be- i heard a quote and i forget exactly who it was but it stuck with me throughout my whole life and i had an epiphany one day i walked out of work and i was like why the fuck am i here And it wasn't because it was a bad situation at all. I loved the people that I worked with. Like it just was a mixture of passion, right? Because like I'm uber passionate about cannabis and they're uber passionate about profit, right? So it's just two different directions. So I was like, why don't I just do this shit myself? But then it was that moment that I was like, well, could I do this myself? And then I sat there and I just smoked and I was like, if these people are offering me this much money to come build their dream for them, what am I missing about myself? And then Emma. This is why I love her. She was like, "Believe in yourself. Like, just do it. I support you. Just go for it. Like, see what happens. Like, I know you." Yeah, and that's where it just kind of blossoms from there.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> the, you know, the worst thing that happens is you fail. And you try again. Right. I mean, if the worst thing that happens,
2: I can go get a job in the cannabis industry. 120. i percent.
0: We'll hire you in a heartbeat. <laughs> Bro,
2: like, I, I would love to just get back in and just be, like, a buyer, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the, like, if you're looking for a job in the cannabis industry, get a buyer position. That's the best Don't one. Don't ever leave it. Yeah, that's the best one. <laughs> I can tell you that. I left that position. and I, Not that I regret it. I just missed the enjoyment and the fun. Like, yeah. it was just so fun, man. C- creating like, a menu. And just getting to see with everybody, you know, what they're working on, talking to people, going going to lunch, you know, seeing stuff, smelling stuff, you know, going to tour these facilities, right? Yeah. Like I got to see a lot of these facilities, like way more than a lot of these other people. <laughs>
1: yeah, of course. I and mean, because
2: it's the competition, right? Yeah. Nobody wants to invite you in because it's like, oh, what we're doing is proprietary or whatever, you know? And mm-hmm. so like, I was really blessed in that sense to make a lot of my network connections before that. So really helped once I got to that VP position to network and be able to pull off some of the stuff I did. And put off what you put off now. Well, you know, like everything, you gotta you gotta have a plan, right? This started in 2007. I knew I didn't have the resources, the knowledge, or nothing. So I was just like, I gotta be an employee. I gotta learn. Like I gotta learn somewhere. I didn't go to college. Like I'm self-made. Like that's it. Like it's just hard work and learning, right? Like I don't watch a lot of TV. I like learning about stuff. Like I watch a lot of hacking stuff. You know, I'm really into computers and engineering and math even. So like. For me, it's what can I learn in this life, right? Like it's not just about just kicking back and smoking weed. And I think if I can leave people with one thing, it's that I really want people to understand that like weed doesn't make you lazy. Like you're already lazy. You just smoke weed, like <laughs> straight <laughs> true. up. Like, I mean, I I try to prove that wrong every day. And like, I try to prove that people can be educated and consume cannabis. Like you can be well-spoken, you can be well-dressed, well-presented, right? Like I fly under the radar in so many ways, it's not even funny. People don't even know. I walk into a hotel to go check in. You know, I got a nice Louis Vuitton backpack or whatever. They don't even know there's five pounds of weed in it. Yeah. Like, they're just, you know, oh, he's a nice guy. (laughs) Right. But, you know, it's, you learn these things and you operate in a certain way. And for me, it's just all about passion, right? Having fun, being able to smoke with everybody, smoking with you guys, right? And just getting to meet everybody. It's like getting to be in like a cool high school again, right? And that it's a weird reference, but
0: no, that's a great example actually. I was because it brings us together. I've, I've actually I've, I've actually made that example with Brandon from Harmony CBD. It's like it's like being in high school kind of all over again, right? Because it's it's a a, a tight click, yeah. of people, and everyone knows everybody, and certain groups hang out with certain people, and certain yeah. people don't hang out with certain people, and then there's people like I would think us too, right that get to move around freely because right. we're not really stuck to anything, right? You're the the bridges, yes. right? Like, yeah. you know everybody.
2: You do business with yeah. everybody. Like, you you can go to anybody's sesh, right? Yes. Like, there's never going to be an issue, right? No, yeah. There's all... a lot of people in this industry that aren't like that, though. It's like they create friction for themselves. And it's like you – Natalie taught me a very important quote. Be very careful of the toes you step on because they could belong to the ass you kiss one day. <laughs> and that's very true, right? Yeah. Like, you don't want to burn bridges. And, like, I feel like a lot of this is ego, right? Like, oh, I have the best or whatever. And it's like everybody can be good, right? Like, there's twenty six car companies out there producing cars over 200 miles an hour like it's an exclusive group yeah but at the same time there's enough for everybody to eat you know 100% and so like that's where if we can stay away from the profits and all that stuff and just give back to the community like I want to be like Mr. Beast but like for the cannabis industry and if you don't know who Mr. Beast is look up on YouTube he gives away literally every dollar he makes from all of his ad revenue like some of the most viral videos you'll see just giving $10,000 to a homeless guy for no reason just, but stuff like that that it helps people, right? Yeah. And like he's a young kid, he'll probably be successful in his life if he's already this successful. Mm-hmm. So, what's having $112 billion like Jeff Bezos really gonna do for me? Yeah i mean i'm pretty happy with my life like yeah. i don't drive a lamborghini or something every bit, every day but like that's not really realistic you know mm-hmm. like so i try to kind of realize that this is the journey right like this is the goal like everybody looks at you know being a billionaire is being the goal but for me it's like you know how can i have the most fun on this ride right now like that's it yeah and not get in trouble <laughs> that's
0: a big part of it yeah don't yeah getting in trouble will, will definitely set you back yeah um but listen man you know i don't want to have too much time i really appreciate you coming on the show today no worries i definitely want to have you back i think we have there's so much more to dive into i'm happy that we just kind of got the base down sure. i do want to do you want to spark that though Dude, if you here, don't mind before we be, before we get out get out of here yes please
2: Uh-oh. do that's number two of circle glass he did uh five rigs in 2018 i scooped all five of them i mean i'm a huge glass collector but that's a special one because it actually has a little bit of moving glass on it which is fun but yeah and that's some of my homegrown too so it's really really good Super really, fresh. It's not even dry yet. So it's like, really good. The fact that it's even what, smoking is what, impressive.
0: What's, what's
2: the, the strain? So that's uh, Blue Power by Sin City Seeds. Shout out to them. I mean, I love all of their genetics. I've got a huge collection of their stuff. And, you know, if everything goes right. You could see it on the market here soon. I would love to see that. Yeah. Where can they find you? So you can find us online at washedcannabis.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at @washed W A S H 3D and then you can also find me on Instagram at lj.lv.420.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my man. No worries. Thank you, guys. JC. What up, my man? <coughs> the fuck we got go? We didn't talk barely at, at all this, this. this. I got a lot on my mind, I know. Tony. I feel you. What is going on, JC? <laughs> JC, what is happening on Saturday? Um,
1: well, we've been talking about it for so goddamn long now. We have been talking about it. You know what I mean? We, we put a lot of things in, in, and we had an idea. We had, an, uh, we had a strategy. Yes. And, and we showed up, and, and we're following through, and, it, and it's all coming to a culmination on Saturday. What are we doing? 2020 culture and cannabis event season launch. Paul Wall's a headliner. It, it's it's kind of a an honorary product launch for for our THC cannabis line. It's just it's just a big deal, right? It's for the it's for the art community. It's for the cannabis community here in Las Vegas. It's for um, you know people who who love cannabis, art, music. Come out on Saturday. Hit us up on Instagram if you don't have your pre sale tickets. Maybe Tony will give you a free. I, uh, free ticket. I, I've been feeling real generous lately with
0: the free tickets, and JC has been getting not super hyped to how many free tickets I've been giving out, but. I just want this to be the dopest event ever. So if you if you can't afford a ticket, if there's an issue with you getting a ticket, just DM me and I'll I'll hook it up.
1: Yeah, and, and listen, if you if you're hearing this now, if you if you lo- if you'd like us enough to listen to our podcast, yeah. <laughs> to the very very end, that and you can't afford a ticket, hit me up in the, in the direct message. I'll definitely put you on my on my guest list. Yeah, I would, I would love that. That's uh, huge. Yeah, We're, and it's gonna be at Place on Seventh. Place on Seventh, and that's downtown
0: Las Vegas. Come as you are. Yeah, come as you are. It doesn't matter. We're gonna be having a good time. We oh and we. went to the studio to go check out our interactive uh activation i guess is what you would call it Yep, Yep. it's gonna be sick it is gonna be dope yeah i I, like like it's this i'm really we're really stepping up on this event and we really hope you guys come out it's gonna be dope and that's it yeah lj thank you hey thank you guys and i can't wait to be at the event it's gonna be lit it's gonna be lit um that's it folks episode 32 in the books before the season opener of Culture and Cannabis this Saturday, February 22nd. Doors open at 8. Paul Wall's playing. We got vendors. It's going to be a great time. If you haven't gotten a ticket, check out CultureandcannabisLV.com. CultureandCannabisLV.com. You can also scan the QR code on your product to get a free ticket or a discounted ticket to the event. Super easy to get there. Or just show up and we'll, we'll hook you up. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Peace. Peace. <laughs>